Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. There is a term I want to start today's conversation uh, on, and that term is political correctness. Ooh. And this term is uh, used often. It it basically just means that, you know, if, if you are saying something that's politically correct, that you are saying something that is not going to offend, you know, uh, a certain group or uh, of other people or type of person, you're kind of sanitizing your language to make it non uh, objectionable. Um, you know, this started out kind of in the 1960s when uh, a lot of black people and kind of big government left people started using the term politically incorrect to refer to people who were not aligned with their views. And so they started Just like an insult then, right? It was an insult. If you're politically incorrect, then you are saying and believing things, excuse me, that are not appropriate. And so as people come into power, whether this be on issues of, you know, race uh, or politics or even religion or, you know, whatever, these groups of people will try and enforce, uh, here's a new term as well, some orthodoxy, uh, which means that they want people to believe like them. Orthodoxy is like, here are an approved set of ideas. And if you believe something outside of that set of ideas, then that's not appropriate and you're wrong and you're a bad person. And so that is kind of the idea behind political correctness, where uh, there's like an official opinion that is OK or a range of opinions. But if you're outside of that, you are politically incorrect. You're maybe you're a bigot, maybe you're fringe and extreme. And so this is a way to to do like thought control. It's a way for people in power to suppress ideas they don't like that are maybe a threat to them by simply calling them, you know, crazy and and simply wrong. Um, and so what I want to talk to you today, uh, uh, talk with you about, Brittany, is do we have the right to not be offended? Political correctness all stems from the idea that, you know, we shouldn't offend other people. Um, and so so what are your initial thoughts to that question? Do you do you have the right to not be offended by someone else? So one thing I think that is a big problem with this is it takes away personal responsibility, which is a big thing for me. And what I mean by that is you are responsible for your own feelings, right? I can't control you or what you do or what you say, right? There's really only one thing I can control, and that is how I choose to react to something. And there's a lot of power in that. A lot of people would say that makes you almost like a, a victim or, or just kind of like a sitting duck. I disagree. I think you have a lot of power to control your reactions. Nowadays, people seem to get offended over everything. I never know what, what I can say and what I can't say. There was actually a great comedian who was doing a bit on this the other day. She's like, we can't, we're not supposed to use the word old people in jokes anymore. She had to go through a diversity training as a comedian. And they were told, you can't say old people. Old people offend them. You have to say older people. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just things like this. Everybody's so scared to hurt each other's feelings that we've become a society where we're, we're kind of becoming weak in a lot of ways. So I, I don't like this. I don't like where it's going. And I would say that you absolutely, there, there is no right to not being offended. That's not a thing. That's not real. What's interesting about this, Brittany, is it feels like, especially with, you know, we've talked a little bit in the past about cancel culture, you know, and, and we talk about what it means to now be woke, right? Like if you're mm -hmm. woke, that means like you're officially politically correct. Like, you know, you are, you are adopting the latest politically correct ideas 
that you are told are politically correct. That means you're woke, right? You're, you're, you're approved. Your opinions are stamp of approval. And so it seems like that is really accelerating. Like it's happening a lot more and a lot more quickly. And, and honestly, it feels like, like we're tiptoeing in this like battlefield where the, the enemy long ago put mines in the ground that are going to blow up if we step on them. And we're having to just like so cautiously tiptoe everywhere and kind of, you know, before we even shift our weight to the next foot for the next step, we're kind of like poking with our big toe at the sand, right? To see like, is this okay? Is this okay if I go over here? Oh, okay. okay, The mine didn't explode. There's no mine. Okay. Now I can kind of firmly put that foot down. All right, let's repeat that. But you're doing it blindly as you're kind of saying, you don't even know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't even know. And so that's honestly what it feels like to me where, especially as someone like myself who has a lot of you know strong opinions and opinions that maybe aren't mainstream meaning that you know they're they're not like popularly supported by the majority of people and so it, it makes you wonder like you know are we safe like how soon until the mob the the kind of woke mob uh the cancel culture people start attacking me or start attacking the tuttle twins or start attacking our ideas even more than they have um, and, and so that to me is a concern because it seems like the people who share this perspective come from the, the idea that they have the right to not be offended. There's another term I want to bring up that I think is so silly, uh, microaggression. <laughs> so aggression is like, like if I'm being aggressive towards you, I'm threatening you, I'm bullying you, maybe I'm physically assaulting you. That's, that's aggression. Right. So, so regular old aggression, right? Yeah. What what is a microaggression? If I flick you in the forehead, you know, if I, (laughs) if I nudge you a little bit, uh, well, how the term isn't used in a physical sense. The term is used in a verbal sense, uh, or, or written, you know, as well, just uh, communication. And so if you say something that I don't like, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say me cause I would never do something silly like this. But if I, if I'm at Starbucks and I'm behind like some kind of hipster guy that kind of believes all these things and I maybe say something goofy about his hat or something, and maybe it's just a joke or whatever, he might turn around and be like, dude, that was a microaggression, you know, <laughs> like, like, and so people who share this perspective think that I'm like harming their, their right to be you know, left alone, their right to, to not have any bad opinions expressed to them, their right not to hear anything they don't like. And so you're, you're aggressing against my, you're micro aggressing against my, you know, state of peace to not be bothered by things I don't want to hear. Um, and, and so I think the answer is a resounding, no, we do not have the right to not be offended. Free speech is super important. Other people can have whatever opinions they want. They can express them however we want. And while we can disagree, we should not try and cancel them. We should not try and say that they're just, you know, horrible people just because they have, you know, views that aren't in the mainstream, um, you know, that are politically incorrect, that official people have not blessed them. That to me is a big danger in our society if people continue to operate from this notion that, you know, they, they have the right to not, to not be offended. Therefore, you know, they can attack you or get the government or media or whatever to attack you. If you are sharing opinions or ideas that they think, you know, offend them and that are wrong. 
it's like thought crime. And I mean, this is very, this is Orwellian as a term we've discussed in, in previous episodes. We've talked about 1984 specifically, the book written by George Orwell, which is where the term Orwellian comes from. Very dystopian, right? Another term we've used. This feels like something terrifying. This is something you see in a sci-fi movie about, about you know, a government gone, gone off the rails. This is not something you should be seeing in our society today. And for all the great things going on in the world, and we've talked about that in a recent episode, there are so many good things happening. It is weird to me that we've gone so far back on this, that now, that now now you have to have the right opinion, right? You have to have the acceptable. If everybody else does not agree, if that's not, if you don't have the stamp of approval that you're a bad person. And one reason this, this worries me is we've talked about the non-aggression principle before. And, you know, for the non-aggression principle to work, you have to understand what aggression is. But if they change what aggression means, if you're changing the definition of that and you're now including microaggression, I almost feel like that means civilization is going to kind of like devolve, like become more like violent and angry because if telling someone you don't like their hat or something gives them the right to punch you, we have a problem because I don't believe that that counts. I, I, I don't know if you, I'm assuming you agree with me, Connor, but I could be wrong. But I think that that, that would make all, just all society kind of unravel very quickly. And so I think we need to be very careful about realizing that the aggression, physical violence, like actually hitting someone is so much different than telling somebody your opinion. You, you know, your opinion can't hurt someone's feelings or it can hurt their feelings, but it can't physically hurt them. And, and let's be clear. I think this is a tactic that's used by people in power. Maybe it's, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, socialists and, and progressives that are seeing that, you know, they now dominate the media and they can kind of control social media and Facebook and Twitter are on their side. They won't get censored. Right. Other people will, uh, but not their team. And so that emboldens them to enforce that orthodoxy, to enforce their views, to shame other people into silence, not to have a debate and a civil dialogue, not to compete freely with, you know, these ideas floating around, but to suppress uh, alternative ideas that they think are wrong and, and punish people who disagree. And so I think it's something that those in power uh, use for their benefit. I remember when uh, the new uh, Top Gun movie was first announced, a trailer, a, a video trailer came out for it announcing it. And it was very controversial because it showed uh, Tom Cruise uh, and he was wearing the, the jacket that he wore in the original film, uh, Top Gun, that was in 1986. And in the original film, he had some patches uh, on this jacket and there was a Japanese flag and a Taiwanese flag. And in the new movie, here he is, the same character, the same jacket. They're trying to show that like, oh, this is the same guy from the movie, you know, 34 years ago. He's wearing the quote unquote same jacket. And yet they had made some changes. They had swapped out uh, these flags with just some ambiguous random symbols that had the similar colors. They were trying to kind of match it without having uh, the same flags. Well, why would you uh, care about doing that? Why would you not want to do that? Well, of course, you know, the Chinese government is no friend to freedom. And, uh, you know, Taiwan in particular is a, a source of strong contention about their right of self-government. We're not going to get into that for now, but uh, parents and kids, you can go Google, you know, Taiwan and China and learn about the the battles there is actually very interesting, especially yeah. for those of us who care about American history and throwing off the shackles of the English government, right? It's, it's very interesting to go look about Taiwan and what their uh, plight is there. So a little homework for you as a tangent. The point is, here were the producers of Top Gun not wanting to offend China because China is very powerful, right? And they didn't want to say anything that would, would be wrong. I see this, Brittany, happening even in media. For example... 
reporters need access. They they want to be able to interview, let's say, you know, the president or uh, different government leaders. And um, this has kind of changed the dynamic a little bit with Donald Trump and the whole fake news thing. But uh, in the past, reporters have always wanted to have kind of an inside access. They want they want um, uh, what's the word uh, off the record information, mm-hmm. right? They they want to get details, and so they want to have a good relationship with uh, their sources. And so then, if they were to write a report, uh, an article that was critical of let's say the president or the secretary of state or whatever that person obviously would not like it and so they wouldn't be helpful to that reporter anymore so that reporter would lose you know their sources or they these they would lose that privileged access and so it's this incentive we've talked about incentives before it's this incentive to not offend i i don't want to say anything critical right because i might upset them and that's going to cause me other problems well when we restrain ourselves like that when we don't speak our mind when we don't point out problems, when we don't speak the truth, I, I think that creates a much bigger problem. When all these little censorships happen, when all these little self-silencings happen, you know, on the grander scale of our country and our society, I think that becomes a big problem because it allows, you know, China or the left or who are social media giants to kind of become bullies in in suppressing those of us with ideas from kind of openly sharing those those ideas. And I just don't think that creates a healthy society. No, and it creates a society where everyone is going to have the same opinion and it's going to be boring. Uh, we talked about what was the book? Uh, the year is something something and everybody is equal. What is that? Oh, book? yeah. The Harrison, Harrison Bergeron. Yeah, 20, yeah. 2084, I think is what it Yes, was. exactly. And in that one, I think it was just like they looked the same. But imagine not having diversity of thought. I mean, how boring. But that's kind of what colleges are, right? There's no diversity of thought. You're being taught only the same opinion. And that's not that's not what a what a liberal, and I'm using liberal in the old term, not, not like a liberal, like a like a progressive uh, term, it, it's a, that, that's not the way that kind of, kind of society is supposed to run. What we were supposed to be debating and, and having civil discourse and discussing new ideas, and we can't do that anymore. And that's why it's scaring me, because if you have the wrong opinion, I'm saying that in scare quotes, then you can be canceled, right? Your whole career can be over with one wrong tweet or one wrong comment. And that really, really scares me, especially as a writer. Yeah, I think that's right. Or even as a comedian, right? Good comedians yes, have always yes. been uh, critical. They've always kind of poked it at the people in power, right? That's good comedy is when you can kind of poke at the people in power and uh, be satirical and, and kind of do that type of thing. But yeah, if, if, if comedians are now having to go through, you know, a training about what they are and are allowed, uh, not allowed to, to say or, or poke fun at, fun at it, it really creates an unhealthy society um, that, that I think is in for a world of hurt. So uh, you know, we've talked about the problem. Okay, solutions. We're we're gonna leave that to you guys. We're gonna leave that to you and your family. Think through what does that mean for you? Does it mean uh, you know, being more outspoken regardless? Does it mean starting a blog and, and speaking your ideas? Does it does it mean learning about these things? Whether, you know, go look into the China Taiwan thing or you know, study the cancel culture and who's behind it and how can we try and avoid it? Um, or maybe we just have to kind of brace for impact and get through it and, and let it kind of hopefully eventually fizzle out. Maybe. I don't know. Let's hope. Uh, we'll, leave the, we'll leave the solutions to you guys. If you come up with any good ones, feel free to reach out to us at <laughs> totalprints.com. Um, in the meantime, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And uh, Brittany, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.